an SVP, so a Senior Vice President of Marketing at one of Canada's largest companies. And I'd probably reached out to him six times on LinkedIn. So see, all of these things <laughs> are, but I reached out to him six times on LinkedIn and it wasn't until the seventh time that he finally messaged back. And all he said was, thanks, Belinda. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. My name is Belinda Aramity and I am the host of the Claim Your Space podcast. The Claim Your Space podcast is a podcast for entrepreneurs looking to grow and scale their businesses in a way that aligns with the lives they wanna live. I'm a sales and business coach. I have trained hundreds of people on effective social selling strategy. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a friend. I'm full of sarcasm and wit. And it's taken me a while for me to own my confidence and my space within my industry. And I'm dedicating this podcast to helping you claim your space, own your space, and grow a business that's in alignment with exactly how you want to live your life. It's possible. You can do it. Let's do it together. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Claim Your Space podcast. I am your lovely host, Belinda Aramity, and today I'm really, really excited to talk to you about writing good cold email outreach. Um, This is something that if you are selling something B2B um, or if you are trying to get the attention of someone who is maybe a high net worth individual or an executive, someone in the C-suite at a company, the quickest, most direct way to get a hold of them is going to be through cold email outreach. So I want to talk about that today, but you know, we always start our episodes with a little bit of a sales chat. And today I wanted to do more of like a check-in and I wanted to ask you if you're tracking things. Now, this is not something that I'm very naturally inclined to do. Um, It's something that if I'm going to be completely honest with you that I've struggled with my entire sales career. Um, I was that rep who didn't feel like she needed to fill out information in the CRM and it's not until I became an entrepreneur that I realized that it was actually for my own good and not just because it was big brother trying to watch over me. And if I'm completely, completely honest, it's not something that I am really have been putting into practice until recently. And so I've made the decision within the last couple of weeks that tracking is something that I'm going to be prioritizing. And I want to make sure that you're doing the same because as you're picking up momentum and especially with today's topic, talking about cold outreach, um, you you want to track it so that you are making sure that you're putting your attention in the right places, of course. But there's also another really good reason. When you are effective and efficient and you're reaching out to a lot of people and you're having a lot of conversations, things are going to fall through the cracks. Whether it's what was said in a particular conversation, who it was said to, who you need to follow up with when. I've been experiencing that and I just want to help make sure that you don't fall into that trap. Um, There is a really, really great free sales CRM. I use it within my business and it's called HubSpot. 
it'll help you track you'll get a visual representation of you know where you are in you know compared to your revenue goals for the quarter for the year um, but it is really important for you to track it'll help you track you know your emails it'll help you see if people have actually read the emails that you've sent you can put in templates the free version is absolutely amazing a really really good crm so if you're looking for something you know a little more robust in order to help you track i really suggest the hubspot one because it's free but then also you can just have a spreadsheet um, it doesn't come with all the extra bells and whistles but you at least want to make sure that you're tracking and you're keeping track of who you're messaging where you're messaging them from how many times you're messaging them what you're saying in those messages and when you need to be following up with them too okay i think as you're building your personal brand and you'll you're getting a lot of business advice people like to focus on tr tracking your online metrics like how many followers you have how, how what your engagement rate is but it is there is so much more to tracking in your business that goes above and beyond that engagement rate so um keep track of what's working and what's not working grab a spreadsheet sign up for hubspot um you won't regret it all right let's get into the episode so as i said at the top we're talking about how to write good cold email outreach now all of these tips are very applicable to sending any kind of cold outreach on any platform it could be email it can be direct messaging whatever it might be um but specifically we're talking about email but you're going to see as we talk about each tip that it is applicable across the board so number one keep it short uh this is absolutely critical when you are talking to CEOs, CMOs, you know, anyone in the C-suite. Um, and the rule of thumb that I like to tell my clients is if I have to move my thumb on my screen more than once in order to read your entire message, it is too long. Now, the I want you to realize that when you're sending cold outreach, cold outreach is basically they didn't reach out to you, you reached out to them, they may have some familiarity with you, but they don't know you. And so people are really busy. Don't ask me to read seven paragraphs. I'm not going to. And all of the executives that I talk to about cold outreach, they won't read it either. These are people who have things to do, information to take in, and we've got to move quickly. So keep it short, a couple of lines, maybe two paragraphs at most. But if you want to keep it, you know, in terms of, you know, top of mind, how do I know whether my message is actually short? If you, you know, save a draft of the email, pull it up on your phone and read it. And if you need to, if I, if you need to scroll, you need to make that email message more condensed. All right. So the second thing that I want to talk to you about is personalize it. And I want you to think about more than just personalizing it with the, someone's name. There are different ways to personalize it. And the more personalized you make it, the more likely the person is to respond to you because you're going to make them feel good. You're going to make them feel like you didn't just copy and paste this and you're sending it to a bunch of people. There is a time and a place for you to do that. I'm not saying there's necessarily anything wrong with it, but if you have a really high value person that you're trying to get the attention of, you're going to want to personalize it. So you can personalize it by including the actual name of their company. Um, you can personalize it by talking about their very specific role. So if they have a title that is, you know, that is very unique to how they title people at their company, mention that. Um, if you heard them on a podcast, if you read an article where they were interviewed, any way that you can personalize it to let them know how it is that they ended up on your radar and that it wasn't by happenstance, that is going to help you write a better cold email outreach. 
The third piece of advice that I have when it comes to writing better cold outreach email is you want to, it's tied into number two, you want to research the person that you are sending this message to. So again, you can't do this with everyone. If you're trying to, you know, connect with, let's say 50 people a day, it's going to be really hard for you to do, you know, copious amount of amounts of research. But if there's someone who you're like, listen, this person is in my top 25 people or companies that I really, really want to work with, spend the time, spend the time to research. You're not going to regret it uh, because you're going to increase the likelihood that they're actually going to respond to you because that's the goal, right? So when I say research the person, like put their name in Google, have they been interviewed on a podcast? You don't have to listen to the whole podcast episode, but at least listen to a few minutes of it so then you can reference it in your message. Um, You know, take a look at the company's annual report. I mean, there is information in annual reports that give you an idea as to the direction the company is trying to go. So that's another way that you can personalize the email message because you can reference, hey, taking a look at your annual report, I understand that blah, blah, blah is a priority. Maybe we should um, connect. Okay. And then take a look at the company, like go on the company website, (laughs) see what they're saying about themselves. But again, just take time to do research. Is this person on the company website? Because they are a C-suite member. Um, But just anything that you can do to, again, personalize and show that you've done a little bit of research, it increases the likelihood that someone will message you. Now, you may not get a meeting, but if they at least know that you exist, you can kick the can down the road for three, six months from now to touch base again. Now, the fourth piece of advice that I have when it comes to writing good, cold email outreach is follow up if you don't hear back. (laughs) Now, a lot of times where people lose opportunities is because they don't follow up. Um, And what's really interesting is I remember so many times Um, But I remember the very first time where I had reached out to an SVP, so a senior vice president of marketing at one of Canada's largest companies, and I'd probably reached out to him six times on LinkedIn. So see, all of these things (laughs) are, but I reached out to him six times on LinkedIn and it wasn't until the seventh time that he finally messaged back. And all he said was, thanks, Belinda. (laughs) But you know, you follow up, you continue to send relevant information or let them know that you're on your radar. And what's really interesting is, and why I'm telling you about this particular instance is because it's one of the first times that I was like really, really tenacious with a prospect. Um, and so for in that moment, I was really, I was like aghast. I was like, oh, it finally worked. He's on the other side of this message. But I asked him, when we sat down and had lunch. So yes, after seven messages and him finally getting back to me, I was able to sit down and have a lunch with him. And he told me, I asked him, I'm like, look, you're a really busy guy. I'm sure you get messages all the time from people. Why did you agree to have a meeting with me? And he said, you know what? You were tenacious. And so that's the power, especially at the senior levels. Like People want their time all the time, but you've got to swing more than once in order to get that meeting and that opportunity. Or maybe you're going to do a really good job and follow all the pieces of advice that I'm providing in this podcast, and you're going to send even better email outreaches, and it's not going to take you so long. But I will say that in probably 
four out of the six messages that I got no response, there was no personalization. It was just very vague. And so there you have it. And then the fifth and final piece of advice that I have when it comes to writing good cold email outreach is this try video. And so video has been really, really impactful in the ways that I connect with people who I'm trying to get the attention of one, because a lot of people don't send, um, video outreach. Um, and two, it just allows people to get to know you, you know? So if you show up, you've got energy and you're smiling and you're excited about what it is you're talking about, that's infectious. And, you know, the goal of outreach, especially when it's cold, isn't always just to get a meeting. Like, obviously that's the Holy grail goal, but you want them to just respond and know that you exist. And when you get a response, again, it's just an opportunity for, even if it's a no, it's probably just like no right now. <laughs> Unless they say, if they respond and say, no, kick rocks, you're dead to me. Then that is like a proper no. Um, but I really suggest that you try video to help personalize the outreach. Um, I personally like sending video to people who I know have at least seen me probably, right? So people who maybe I've warmed up with content over on LinkedIn. I know that, okay, we're in the ecosystem. You've probably seen at least one or two things from me. And so when you see my face, it's not completely weird. Uh, but my advice for video is again, keep it short, just like you want to keep, um, um, uh, the text of an email short, you want to keep the video short. I'm talking 32 absolute max 60 seconds, especially if it's cold and you don't have an existing relationship, don't make it really long. So have this create a quick video, this 30 to 60 seconds, explain to them why it is that you want their attention or want a meeting with them and shoot your shot. I mean, you've got to figure out a way to be different in order for someone to think that you are different. Okay. Cold outreach is something that I don't want you to be afraid of because cold outreach is the fastest and most direct way for you to get the things that you want, especially at the B2B level. Okay. Same thing if you're selling, you know, business to consumer, like, you know, you're a coach and you are trying to connect with people. Cold outreach isn't just about spamming people and letting them know you exist. It's about creating connection. And so all these tips are all about trying to amplify the ways in which you're able to connect with people human to human. So quick recap, number one, keep the message short, okay? Short and sweet. As time goes on and they get to know you, you can make your messages longer. Number two, make sure that you personalize it. Use their name, use their title, use their company. Make them feel like this was created and crafted just for someone like them. Number three, research the person in the company that you are trying to get the attention of. Look at media, annual reports, the company website. Okay, number four, follow up if you don't hear back. That is often the secret sauce when it comes to cold outreach. And then number five, try video. And I forgot to mention, when I'm sending video by email, I use Loom. It's great. You can use the free version as well. There's a limit. You can only send up to 100 videos um and like that it will save in your in your little library of videos but you know it's a really great place to start and then you can invest in the upgraded version which is um, relatively inexpensive compared to some of the competitors that are out there 
So there you have it. As I said before, don't be afraid of sending cold outreach. Yes, a lot of the time you're not going to hear back. You maybe get a little bit of rejection. But hey, as one of my favorite quotes, I don't even know who says this quote, but I know I heard it from Will Smith. (laughs) And, you know, the life you want to live is on the other side of fear. And oftentimes we rob ourselves of opportunities because we talk ourselves out of it because we're a, because it makes us fearful. Don't be afraid of rejection. Know that one rejection is just bringing you that much closer to the person, the places, or the things that you actually want to be and experience. So anyways, that's it, folks. Keep tracking your stuff as we talked about in the sales tra- chat. That's really, really important. And make sure that you have those things in place, at least a spreadsheet as you start to write more cold outreach. But send me a message over on Instagram. Let me know what you think of this episode and let me know how your cold outreach is going. All right, that's it for now. Thanks so much for your time. If you've reached the end of the episode, I really appreciate you hanging out with me. And until next time, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.